Well, hello there and welcome to episode four of the Find Your Voice podcast. My name is Freya Casey. I'm not only a vocal coach and um, a singer, I also am very passionate about helping you uncover your true dreams, your true heart's desires, because literally everything is possible and it's only in your mind. Your mind can either create amazing things or hold you back and make you miserable. Now, of course, I want to help you uncover all your dreams and make them come true. In this podcast, I also share my journey. I share a lot about my past, how I have achieved those things that I've already, that I consider a success, a success, and also how I will take action going forward to achieve all the things that I want. In the last episode, I shared 50 things I want in my life and I already said it then, things may change, some things may change, some things may never change, some things may happen quite quickly, and some things may take a while for me to achieve. I'm always trying to be careful about the narrative I'm telling myself and about the words that I choose, because the thing is that your subconscious keeps perfect track record of the words you speak. And even when you tell a white lie, that moment when you tell the lie, you kind of have to believe it yourself. And that's, you know, for me, that has been true. Things that I speak out, they usually come true, even bad things. I mean, this has happened over and over again, so that I am now very, very careful about the words that I speak. Also, even when I listen to these podcast episodes, when I listen back to them, I catch myself making statements that, you know, I have to, I'm, I'm telling myself this is not the wording that I should be using and it is telling a lot about my deep attitude, you know, like it's it might be buried deep down inside of me and I might not be aware, but my subconscious will always bring it to the surface. That's why it's so valuable, valuable for me to even listen to these. I think I need to slow down speaking here. I'm stumbling over my own words today. Um, English may not be my native language, but I love speaking English. Um, I am from Germany, in case you don't know, but I lived in the United States for several years. I was married to an American, a Texan, for 12 years. Unfortunately, things did not work out between us. And, you know, the divorce, oh my goodness, when was it? In the year 2007 or something like that, we officially got divorced, I think. So it's been quite a long time. Today, I want to talk about... A topic that you know it's just so important how do you make a decision we are faced every single day by all the decisions we have to make sometimes they're big decisions sometimes they're just small decisions and I know a lot of us have like decision fatigue uh, I've become a minimalist because there are a lot of decisions I don't want to make because they're not important like what to wear today I will just wear anything that's clean that will clothe my body <laughs> so that I'm not cold. And I've just changed my attitude toward a lot of things. There are a lot of things I don't want and I don't need anymore because it's just too much stuff in my life. It's too much clutter and it just, you know, it's hard to decide what should I keep? What should I get rid of? I've been decluttering my house and my life for years. Now, since my twin babies were born this last January, Things have gotten a little bit out of hand in the house and I am not quite as tidy and organized as I used to be. You know, I just have to set priorities. This is not the time to be crazy about cleaning up because the truth is 
it's not even gonna matter next week or next month or next year or in 10 years if today my house was clean. What is gonna matter is that I am spending time with my babies and you know with my older daughter, that I spend quality time, that I build my business, that I help other people, that I make a difference in the world, that I make an impact. Those things are gonna matter. So right now I'm prioritizing what is truly important. Those things that I know will make a difference a year from now, even a week from now, a month from now, and 10 years from now. Uh, and I'm keeping those goals, those things that I want to achieve in my life, I'm keeping them in mind. And the thing I'm always trying to be careful about of is, uh, you know, anything I want, I'm trying to ask myself, why is it that I want this? Is it because of a coming from a place of lack? Or is it just something that I want and that would bring me joy and you know a lot of times we want things because the past is influencing us and a lot of times we want to make right in the present and in the future what was wrong in the past and um, certainly that is true for me but when I make any big decision I always try to ask myself what is the worst case scenario what is the worst thing that could happen and most of the time it's not a big deal and a lot of times people are so scared of decisions because they are so afraid of what may happen what if i make the wrong decision wow what if i just make the wrong decision the truth is no one knows the future no one can know the future god is the only one who can know the future we will never know the future we can't even guess about the future. We can't even know anything. Even if you think you're absolutely certain about the future and because your experience tells you if I do X, Y will happen, it might not always be the case. The day will always come when <laughs> the exception to the rule will happen. And this has happened to me many, many times. So there's not really anything you can rely on, on the in the future except that you need to be in the mindset of life is dynamic. Things may happen or they may not. And either way, if things happen or don't, I'm okay. And to me, to be successful in life really means to master life, to be a master in just taking what is and being okay with it. I love the Stoics. Um, now, the the word itself is often misused nowadays. Stoic, usually what we mean by it is someone is just like, you don't care, you're emotionless, emotionless, and you just, it's almost like paralyzed. This is not what the Stoics believed. To be Stoic really means, you know, if there are some, if there's something you can change by your actions, by the way you think, by your attitude, by all means, you should try to do that. But if there is something that is outside of your control, something you truly cannot influence and you cannot change it, you should not sweat it. You shouldn't make yourself sad and worried and anxious about it. Don't allow yourself to fall into that trap. What you should do is tell yourself, this is beyond my control, but this is how the world works. And I always tell myself, there is a reason for everything and it's all good for something. So I'm just going to accept it. I'm going to be happy about it. 
Maybe not at this time, but I know there is a grander plan than what I'm understanding right now. And that gives me a lot of peace. And ultimately, what we all want is peace. Anything that we want to achieve, you know, whenever we dream of something, it's all to achieve some kind of peace. You know, happiness really means you're at peace with everything that's happening around you and inside of you. And any decision you could possibly make, you know, in order to have peace, either way, you just have to take on the attitude of the stoic and tell yourself, if it is beyond my control, I know it's good for something. I'm okay with it. I'm a master at just dealing with life and some of the things that come my way. That's what it means to master your life. And at the same time, you do know if you take action toward something you really want, things will probably happen. They may not happen the way you expect, but any decision you make is just a decision. So it's just one way to do things. And most of the time, there are many, many paths that lead to, you know, your end goal. Well, to me, there's not really an end goal. It's just a goal and that, you know, have many small goals and maybe some bigger goals, but it's just a goal and it's just, it's just something on my way through life. And I don't know if there's an end goal. The end goal is just to, to live this life as good as I can to be positive, to not only not cause any harm, but to contribute to make life better for me, for my family, for other human beings out there. That's kind of my goal in life. You know, just, just to create something positive. And I strongly believe that we are made in the image of God. You know, God, God just created Adam and Eve. And, you know, he didn't just say, okay, that's it. That's good. Two perfect human beings. And now I'm just going to lean back and be content. Um, no, what he said was, you know, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm finished basically creating uh, what I want to create. But all those animals and the human beings that I've created, they will have children, they will have babies, because I enjoy new life. You know, I, I enjoy the new, I enjoy the old, you know, God was happy with what he created, he said, it's good. But at the same time, he didn't just sit there and it's like, okay, that's it. I'm never going to create another human being or another animal or another plant. And um, these are just going to stay here forever. You know, all the, all the animals and all the human beings, they had babies. And I strongly believe that we are made just like God. I might be happy with a situation where I'm today. You know, I'm happy with my house. I'm happy with my family. I'm happy with my body. I'm, I'm happy with pretty much everything. But at the same time, that doesn't mean I don't want to grow. I always have this inner urge. For me, I always need something else to work on, something else to create, something else to make, something else to look forward to. It just gives me so much energy. And I strongly believe that we are made like God. He didn't just like stop doing anything and just like, okay, that's it. I'm never doing anything else in life. Um, well, maybe not 
he would not say in life. <laughs> but uh, for us, you know, on this earth, in this earthly life, I don't know, it's I don't think it's, uh, it's our nature just to sit there and be like, okay, that's it. I'm never, I'm just gonna do what I do, and never think about doing anything different. I think we're meant to always search for more, to ask more questions, to want to better ourselves, to create something new. The truth is, we need both. We need the reliable, something we are used to, something we're comfortable with, we need the comfort zone, but we also need that newness and the excitement of possibly not knowing what's happening in the future and taking a little bit of a risk. Now, some people are bigger risk takers and some people are not that, you know, good at taking risks. They just, they, they just don't like the feeling. Um, and this is where making decisions becomes really hard for some people. They feel like, I mean, there are people who they feel like any decision is like a big deal. Like, ooh, what coffee should I drink today? I don't know. I don't know. Um, children are sometimes, it's very hard for them to make decisions. Sometimes it's very easy. But for example, my daughter, when we go to the toy store, this is a major undertaking. Because I know as soon as she is in that store, she is so overwhelmed. There are so many toys in there. And it's so hard to make a decision. And she's always afraid, like, but what What if I want this? But I also want this. And I always tell her, well, you can't have all of it. You just have to make a decision. And um, it doesn't matter how much I tell her to just make the decision and then forget it. Don't even think about it anymore. It's just really hard for children. They always feel like, I don't know. I don't know. What if I rather have this, but I, I, I really want it all. But I, if I choose this, then I can't have the other. The truth is, if you choose one thing, that doesn't mean you can't have the other. You just can't have the other right now. If you have to make a decision right now between A and B, like whatever action you take or whatever thing you buy or get or do, you just have to make a decision right now. What are you going to do first? And really, it only means what are you doing first right now? That doesn't mean you're cutting off all other options in the future. You're just cutting off all other options right now at this time. I don't know. I've learned it throughout my life. This has happened over and over again. There are like there's always there's almost always a way back to, you know, like to reverse something or to, not reverse, not in a sense that like, oh, I should, I wish I, this hadn't happened. I never wished that something hadn't happened. I'm happy for every little thing that happened in my life. Um, positive or negative, it may, it seem, may, may have seemed at the time. But in hindsight, all the things made me who I am today. They made me stronger. Some things made me very resilient. And I'm very grateful for all of those experiences. And I think they were really necessary and important to make me the person I am today. I would be a totally different person if I hadn't also experienced the things that were at the time for me that they, they didn't feel positive at all. They felt quite negative and bad and it was just hurt. But, um, you know, I talk to my friend all the time. It's like, I would rather experience like the most joyful, joyous feeling, but also then so at other times, 
like really sad and despair <laughs> than not experience any feelings. You know, I think we as human beings, we are made that way. We're like all oh, the ups and downs. They're all part of our lives. And I think they're important to just make us who we are, to be resilient, to share with our children that, look, I'm still alive. I've went through, I've gone through all those things that everyone would think that's pretty bad. But right now in hindsight, you know, while I was going through it, it was no fun. It was terrible. But now I'm thinking, well, look, I made it through. And I think the older we get, the more we understand, don't sweat the small stuff because everything will be okay. And nowadays, you know, like maybe 20 years ago, I would have thought, oh no, this is the end of it. And like, this is like, this is horrible. This is just the worst thing that could ever happen if something bad happens. But nowadays, I'm always thinking while I'm on my lowest low and I'm feeling just very sad, you know, this happens sometimes, you know, I'm a single mom of three and I have twin babies. They're now nine months old. And I'm sometimes at the point to where I feel it's just too much. What am I doing here? I just can't. One human being cannot possibly do everything I'm trying to do here. It's not possible. And then sometimes, you know, I have some tears and I have like this 30 seconds where I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Like no one can help me. It's like I'm all by myself. This is too much right now. This is not okay. And 30 seconds later, I'm like, okay, okay. I'm telling myself that, you know, that wall tattoo that's above my bed a winner is a dreamer who never gives up a winner is a dreamer who never never gives up a winner is a dreamer who never gives up I just tell myself that I was like okay get up go on you can do it you've done it so far nine months I gone I've gone through nine months with those little babies I made it all by myself all those sleepless nights and all that like aching body carrying them around every day it like all that shout like that screaming and crying that they do hey I've made it so far and I'm okay and I'm so dang proud of myself everything will be okay so the older we get the more we learn to be a little bit more relaxed about things that happen and be like okay I think it's gonna be okay so when you make a decision I think it's really important to tell yourself hmm so this is something I have to decide right now so right now I'm cutting off all other options because the truth is, we sometimes just have to decide. We just have to decide. It, there's nothing worse than someone who just can never decide. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know that you don't know. I don't know either. I don't know the future. I don't know. If, like, if, and, But I don't ever think in terms of right or wrong anymore. I just think of it as, well, just make a decision. Just make a decision. A decision is just what it is. It's a decision. There's no label. There's like even the outcome. It's not It's not good or bad. Is it something you desire or not? Well, we could put that label on there. But everything that we decide is just one thing we do. And there, it doesn't mean there's no pathway back. Let me give you one example. So my daughter, like in February, back in February, that was like right after uh, my twin babies were born. That's when we had to decide officially what school my daughter would go to so um, here in germany they go to elementary school uh, grade one through four and then grade five i think it's very similar all over the world grade five they they have to decide what school to go to um i think that part is 
just a thing that happens here in Germany. There are three different kinds, like branches of school. So there's like, if you are someone who doesn't, you know, a child, it's obvious maybe they're not going to be like going to college one day, um, lower level, maybe like, I don't like to call it that, but the easiest kind of school when it comes to all the academic stuff is like, you know, Hauptschule. That's, that's, those are people who are, will usually become um, craftsmen and, you know, which I think is, you, know, you have to be very intelligent for that also in, in a different way. Maybe you don't do like calculus doing these things, but you definitely need um, to be intelligent about using your hands and understanding maybe, you know, dimensions and stuff. Then there's the middle level, this Realschule. Those are usually people who probably later have some type of an office job, uh, like, a you know, some kind of an office office job, whether it's anything with like insurance or or just general office assistance, or I don't know, like we call them Ausbildungsberufe. It's like there's tons of things you can do with that, um, but you cannot go to university with that with that degree. That goes through tenth grade, and then you graduate and you have that, and then you go to a vo vocational school, and then there's the highest level I don't even like calling it highest level because it's like it's not better or something but it's the most challenging academically this is for children who have a high academic level who you know have really good grades and things are quite easy for them um, of course it gets really hard once they get into this school now my daughter what they do here in fourth grade you talk to their teacher and they make a recommendation it's still your decision as a parent but they recommend what branch of the school your child will go to and uh, my older daughter Romy um, she got a recommendation for the gymnasium which is like the highest level she is quite smart actually and um, it you know like in math she's really good she's a she's an amazing reader those things are really easy for her. She always understands things. What she is not good about is keeping order. And that's kind of hindering her right now in school. It's, 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 it's something she really needs to learn. It's being organized. And uh, I'm trying to teach her to be organized. She is so messy. It's so hard for her. She just literally, she has this artist's brain. She has so many things going on in her mind. And she is so creative. Like she is such a techie. I was a techie when I was a kid already too. And she edits videos. She makes all these edits and they look so cool. She has all these apps that she works with. And um, she does amazing things. I think it's really good. And for her, sitting still in school is like really hard. Um, so we had this recommendation and but right around the time when we had to make the decision and fill out all the paperwork to get her registered at the new school which started in september uh, but you already had to register her in february um that was right after the twins were born and like everything like our lives were like crazy it was absolutely crazy around here like i never slept and that's like i just don't know it was really hard for me to be organized so she wanted to go to this all-girls school and she was so excited about it. She watched that uh, presentation video, like we watched the ones from different schools and she's like, I so want to go to this school, all-girls school, amazing, I want it because she had a bad experience with some 
boys, she is just not mature enough yet to kind of really defend herself and to stand up for herself. And, you know, when, when boys are a little rough and start, you know, saying mean stuff, she's just not ready to be like, I don't care what you're saying, whatever. Um, she's just not ready. She really takes it to heart and, and, and really take, you make, you know, drags her down. And so the idea of going to an all-girls school was just the most amazing thing to her. So I filled out all the paperwork and sent it to that school. Now that school has both branches. It has the middle branch and the higher branch. I missed the deadline by one day. I sent off the letter and because of the babies and I was so unorganized, I missed the deadline by one day that you were supposed to register your child. Now they called me and they said, oh, we're so sorry. Um, the, the, the gymnasium, the highest level, it's the class is full already. But what we can offer you is that Realschule, the middle level, she can still get in that class. Now I was thinking, of course, probably one day before the class would have still been full. I mean, they only like, this is how many registrations they got. So, but my daughter really wanted to go to that school. So we said, okay, then she'll go to this branch. And then after a year, she can change over within the school. So that's what we planned. So September came and school started and she was so excited. She came home after the first day of school and she was like, oh, it's so amazing. I love it. Um, I love my classmates and the teachers are so nice. Um, she can. She had kind of a very strict teacher when she was in elementary school and that that did not jive well with her. She She was, maybe I'll tell you that story at another time, but she was very, very depressed sometimes, which broke my heart. You know, 10-year-old child or, you know, even before that 9-year-old child. She hated school. She frequently had a tummy ache and she felt sick. And I think it's all psychosomatic. You know, it's like it was just, she just didn't want to go to school. And it was, it was horrible for her. But anyway, coming back to this new school, she was all excited. Um, but this new school is not in town. The elementary school was like five minutes walk from our house. I literally can almost look at it from my house. And this other school was, you have to go for 25 minutes on a bus. And not only that, you have to go on one bus, get out of that bus, and then change buses and go on another bus. So this school here in our town where she went to elementary school starts at 8.10 in the morning. This new school started at 7.45. Plus, she had to take the bus. So what we had to do is get up at 6 a.m. instead of 7.15 and get her ready. And that, my friends, did not work at all. Didn't work for me. It was horrible. It disrupted all the sleep. Like the babies by now, they sleep okay at night. But they, you know, they wake up a few times. I have to feed them. I have to calm them so that they don't wake up everyone and around like between six and seven in the morning usually they will wake up one of them will and I have to feed them and then they go back to sleep for another hour or two and 6 a.m getting up that was just all disrupting everything the babies woke up and then like they were so cranky because they were so tired and things just I don't know everyone started getting sick like Lola our twin baby girl she got the stomach flu, which was horrible. That little baby, and she had high fever for a couple days. It was horrible. For two days, she 
it was just heartbreaking. It was bad, 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 bad. So needless to say, I didn't sleep that entire time. Because all I did was just all night long, I would just let her sleep on top of me. And I would hold her in my arms because she could not sleep any other way. Now that was over. And as soon as that was better, everyone got a cold. Like I didn't. I never got sick. It's like moms cannot get sick. My daughter got a cold. I'm like Romy, my older daughter, and both both of the babies in sequence. And it was horrible. Like literally for two weeks, I did not sleep. And then, you know, Romy missed school a few times because she was, she did not feel well. And also getting up early, I was like, I can't, I'm sorry. I was up all night long. And now at 5.45, the babies are sleeping and I have a chance to sleep for an hour maybe. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I cannot get up now. I just couldn't. I was so miserably tired. And so she missed school a few times. And you know what? I was thinking, it's like, this is a sign. This is not okay. Um, and then, of course, on top of that, um, Romy got head lice. She went to an, like an indoor playground a couple times with a friend. And her friend had it too. I, I think they, they got it there. So head lice, you know what that means. That means that it's just like for a couple days, I did nothing but just wash everything. Like the couch, all the fabrics, all the pillows, and like Romy's bed, my bed, because she was in all the beds. It's crazy. And so I was thinking, it's like, okay, why are we doing this? This is crazy. I'm suffering. She's suffering. It's just too early. And it's just like going on the bus. She was, she was pooped and she hated it after a few days. And she was just crying all the time. I was like, why? Why? So normally you cannot change schools during the school year. Um, and, you know, Romy's dad kept saying, like, I said it, I said it all the time in the beginning. She, you should have gone to, you should have kept going to the school here right in town. But I said, yeah, but that was her heart's desire. She really wanted to go to that all-girls school. And I'm not just making the decision for her. She has to decide. It's, it's you know, she has to do it. She's the one doing it. But she realized that it's just not exactly what we need. So normally you don't change schools in the middle of the school year, but it had just begun. It had only been three or four weeks into the school year. So what I did, I just asked the school here in town. I just was very honest. I told them my situation is like, I'm sorry, I'm a single mom. I have twin babies. Things have been crazy. Six o'clock in the morning in order to go to that other school. I, I, it's just not doable. It It's doable, but what price? You're like, I'm killing myself here. And everyone's miserable. Would it be possible for her to come back to this school? And the principal wrote back to me or she called me and she said, um, normally we don't do that. But because she was a student here before, she's totally welcome to come back. And she was actually very excited. It's like, yeah, she can come back. And you know, it's a small school. It's not huge. And so that's what, what we did. Here's the thing, though. Without making that decision to go to that all-girls school first and seeing firsthand that what it means to get up at six o'clock in the morning, to get up on get on that bus, and be out and, and about for so many hours every day, and being exhausted, without that experience, my daughter would have never realized that this right here is really what she wants and needs. See, right now, she's been going here for a couple weeks. And she has 
a very, very nice teacher. She's so happy. She's like, he is so nice to us. He's kind. He's funny. And um, she's loving it. She's like, oh, I think my English teacher really loves me. Um, we live in Germany. and But because she hears me speak English all the time, she's really good at English also. So she can already carry on a conversation at 10 years. Um, no one in her class can speak English like she can. And she's like, oh, I think my English teacher totally loves me because I really know English. So she's so happy now and she feels adequate. She feels so good now and she feels like, ha ha, I'm actually pretty cool here in this school now, which is totally important to kids that age. Like they need to be cool. Like I need to be the cool one. If I'm the uncool one, that's, that's not okay. <laughs> you know, I, I need my peers to like me. And now everything's good. See, we made a decision and I was never worried about it. Her dad was always worried like, oh, but no, if you make that decision, it's just totally the wrong decision. I always thought it's just a decision. Let's just see how things go. And if it doesn't go right, I said that from the beginning. It's like, then we'll find a different solution. And this is what we did. There's not only one path. I'm just telling you the story because, you know, there's no, like when you make a decision, it's not the be all end all. It's not the end of everything. And there is no right or wrong. There's just a decision is just a it's just one path. And there are so many paths. There are endless paths. You could still end up in the same place ultimately. But there are so many ways you can end up in that one place. Don't be afraid to make a decision. But make a decision. Be ready. Take a risk and be okay with whatever happens, happens. And I'm I'm actually, I think it's kind of cool. I it, It's almost like a game for me. Give me anything. Just give it to me. And I will deal with it because I have gotten really good at dealing with life. And I think I'm pretty good at it. And that's what gives me a lot of peace because I'm not worried about it. Um... I mean, yes, I sometimes worry. I'm a human being and sometimes I sweat it and sometimes I'm a little anxious. But this cannot even be compared to the level of worrying and anxiety that I had maybe 20 years ago. I was like, oh my goodness, and what am I going to do now? Um, that's why it took me so many years to separate from my ex-husband. Things were not good. Well, pretty much there were things not good even in the very beginning when we when we started dating there were already things that were really wrong but i i wanted to hold on to that story of oh but i want this and i came from a place of need and of lack and of trying to make something right that had been wrong in the past and that has to do with my dad and i just needed to break out of that and wanted to leave home and i just always had this desire to have this peaceful home and family and be loved so you know I, I thought well this is the opportunity but it just did not work out to where it was what I needed to continue and it literally took me 12 years because I always told myself like but but what am I gonna do like what is he gonna do it's like I'm everything for him I cannot do this to him I cannot hurt him and the truth is you cannot really hurt anyone I mean, you can physically hurt someone, that is not okay. But you cannot really hurt someone. Whatever your actions um, are, it's just 
you do what you need to do and however the other person feels that is it's that that is that's nothing you can control it's only something they have the power to control does that make sense um and i believe you know everyone is just the way they are like he he was not broken there was nothing wrong with him like from his point of view only it did not match my like the way I wanted to live my life and so it didn't make sense to keep this going it would have just resulted in me being very very miserable and us two probably butt heads all the time which no one needs that right so it took me a long time to realize that um, either way if he's gonna be miserable he will be miserable whether I'm with him or without him and he was also miserable when I wasn't with him. And he was also miserable when I was not with him. So that was not, it's not my responsibility. But I felt like, oh my goodness, it, like that decision was so hard for me because I'm like, that, like, what if, like, what am I going to do? The unknown scared me so much. It's like, what is going to happen? But you know what? It was the best decision. It was what I needed to do and life went on. It went on for him and it went on for me. He lived his life the way he wanted to live his life and I went on to live my life. Um, neither one is responsible for the other one, you know. So um, that's all I wanted to share today. <sighs> I feel like in, in, in these podcast episodes, I'm just like... I have so many stories to tell and I'm very excited about telling more stories and I want to share with you about my mastermind group. If you want to work on your mindset, if you want help overcoming all those things that hold you back in making decisions so that you can even take any action. See, like if you don't make a decision, you also cannot take any action. Any action you take is a decision. It's like, I decide to do this. I decide to do that. You have to make a decision to get anywhere. You just have to decide this is what I'm going to do. And you know what? I have decided I'm going to start this podcast and I have decided I don't even give a care what anyone thinks because I was very worried about like, oh, my normal, normally my audience is people who know me for singing. And I'm very confident in talking about that because you know I have all this proof of like I've worked professionally and I have been an opera singer and I have been a vocal coach for so many years and it's legit like what about this like I feel now I felt a little bit like imposter syndrome in the beginning but the truth is it is who I am it is what I'm passionate about um, I can already look back episode one I was still a little bit in that mindset of like I don't know I don't know but now I'm slowly starting to find my voice and it's much easier to talk about everything that is on my heart, on my mind that I want to share. And I want to help you get to that place of being certain that what you're doing right now, the decision you're making, it's exactly what you need to do right now in order to fulfill your dreams. And not from a place of lack, but from a place of abundance and wanting to add more and wanting to better yourself and wanting to create something new. Just like God wants to create, he wants to see more human beings and all of us we are all his children and if you have children you know how exciting it is to meet a new child it's like wow this is just like a miracle and um, 
we want to experience these new things that are miraculous. And I want a mastermind with you. Now, what is a mastermind? A mastermind is a combining of minds. Basically, you just take your brain power to the power of 10 because I want to have 10 people in the mastermind group and you tap in each other's experience, knowledge, network, and um, you might be helped making the decisions that you can't make on your own. Well, in reality, that's not true. In reality, all that's going to happen is that someone's going to ask you the right questions and those questions will reveal to you what your true heart's desires are. Um, might Sometimes you might need to do something that's very uncomfortable, but the cool thing is you will be held accountable. I've been part of mastermind groups for, I don't know, the past probably seven years or so. Not consistently, but I have been part of different mastermind groups. And I can tell you from my own experience, I have never made more progress than the times I was in those mastermind groups. And the people that I was in the mastermind groups with to this day, many of them are still my friends and we have very special relationships. It went so deep and we shared so much. And now it was mainly about business. And I do want to help you do, I want to help you to where you are able to do every single day what's relevant, what energizes you most. I hate for you to have to go to a job that you hate every day or that you are not energized about. Just something like, well, I'm just doing it to make money, but I don't really care about it. Oh my goodness. Any hour of your life that you, to me, it's a waste that you waste doing that. God did not intend you to do that. God wanted you to do what you are made to do. And the thing that you're made to do is going to bring you joy. doesn't mean you want to do it every single minute. I mean, I have days when I'm like, oh, I'm tired today. I'd rather like maybe go to the pool. But the thing is, now I have the freedom because I'm doing what I love doing. And the most important thing to me now is I, I want to make a difference. I want to be relevant. I want to help people because I strongly believe that the more I help people, the more I give of myself, the more I'm going to get back. Um, that goes for, you know, that's financially and also emotionally. When I invest more into people and I'm genuinely interested in helping them, the more is going to come back. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to always keep on dreaming. Because remember, a winner is a dreamer who never gives up. Okay, I'll talk to you next time.